that AI is still a theoretical type of new technology, new idea, new whatever it may be. It's not really anything to to hype about yet. They're just everybody is using it, you know, in their um, earnings reports. You know, it was the same thing with with uh, the metaverse. You know, everybody was talking about Meta in their their earnings report in 2022. And it shot everybody's stock up when they mentioned it in their earnings report. Well, now everybody's doing an AI just to drop it in. They're just throwing it in there. They don't really have anything that's there. And the ARM stock has has rallied hugely on the same type of thing. You know, it's it's based around NVIDIA and all that type of thing. So um, it's it's not something, and I, my next article kind of plays off of this, but it's, it, it's nothing. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to The Half Truth. I'm Justin Singletary, Patrick Moorhead with me. We're here to record, I guess, our second uh, recording of this year, maybe our first. First one kind of got a little botched with our recording, but uh, we're back again to talk to you about some different articles we came across where, you know, like we've said before, uh, there's more than meets the eye with these articles. They seem to kind of give you one perspective on the matter and uh, we're here to kind of give you a little bit of a deeper dive and maybe give you some more clarity when it comes to some of these articles you find on uh, various news sites uh, with regards to finance but not investment advice but not a right <laughs> let's be clear so let's go ahead and jump right into this and i'll let you get started all right well i wanted to kind of continue on uh, most of my articles are kind of a continue on continuation of last week's we didn't really get everything in and and last week you talked about arm the arm stock and so the article that I have is arm stock rally shows investors hype extends to theoretical AI plays morning's brief um, so it, it talks even about the theoretical AI so in the title it's it's kind of contradicting itself or, or giving a little bit of the truth behind and what we talked about last week that ai is still a theoretical type of new technology new idea new whatever it may be it's not really anything to to hype about yet they're just everybody is using it you know in their um earnings reports you know it was the same thing with with uh, the metaverse you know everybody was talking about meta in their their earnings report in 2022 and it shot everybody's stock up when they mentioned it in their earnings report well now everybody's doing an ai just to drop it in they're just throwing it in there they don't really have anything that's there and the arm stock has has rallied hugely on the same type of thing you know it's it's based around nvidia and all that type of thing so um it's it's not something and I, my next article kind of plays off of this but it's it, it's nothing you know it's just hype that's going on and rallying the market yeah i i would agree i mean you just like our, from our previous thing from last week the uh you know how much involvement there is between nvidia arm one of the articles i'm going to talk about which is uh, the uh, company, um, what is it? Super microcomputer, you know? So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of correlate, not a correlation. I think I said that last week is maybe not a good word, but you know, uh, they're all in bed together and they're all, uh, how is it that the same, you know, 10 AI or five AI stocks are just 
you know, day after day after day, just constantly increase, you know, going up in their, you know, price of their stock by leaps and bounds. I mean, the, I, I, it, it's just setting up for a very bad day for a lot of people. And I, I've talked to, to you going along with what you were saying, I've talked to three or four friends um, who, you know, brought up NVIDIA, brought up ARM, brought up um, super micro computer and semi, uh, semi uh, Taiwan semiconductor rather. And they're like, oh man, man, you know, my positions are great. You know, I've made so much money so far. And I asked each one of them, I said, hey, so, you know, now that you've, you've got these, you know, great inflated values, are you looking to maybe trim some of your position? You don't have to sell all of it. Are you looking to trim? all of them without question and hesitation said no yeah. and i'm like okay so <laughs> and two of these guys were on the same in the same situation tesla was rising up to a thousand dollars before it split down to whatever it was three or four hundred and then subsequently sometime thereafter sold off and i asked all of them at that time you know did you guys trim any of your position no we should have listened to you. <laughs> so that goes uh, what, what, to the point of PE that we were talking about. You know, this type of stock is not a buy and hold type of thing because of the elevated PE. I mean, it's at 1500, 1539 was the PE the last, you know, I checked. So that is not a long term hold at that PE level. That is a trading stock. So if you're going to trade, by all means, go for it. If you're going to buy and hold, away. Um, well, and then this plays into my other article because NVIDIA just filed a 13F, which yeah. shows what they own. And they have a huge stake in ARM, SoundHound, um, uh, so a couple other ones that were kind of like big. So in, NVIDIA discloses that they, oh, Nano X, you know, so it, these are all AI investments. So it's one, a way for them to juice their returns, and it's why I feel that their next earnings report is probably going to show stellar again, and their stock's going to climb even higher. Um, because this, all these stocks, ARM, Nano, uh, what was the other one, SoundHound, they all skyrocketed just before this 13F report. So insider trading much? You know, it's like, come on. Like, these all went up huge before this happened. Um, so they're all going to benefit from that rally. It's also a way for NVIDIA to drive profits because they can force, because there's such, you know, large stake ownership in these, they can force them to, to buy their chip, you know, whether it's advancements or not, you know, it's just the next greatest kind of continual motion of having profits. So it's, uh, really telling, uh, when they release that 13 after the first time in history of what they actually are, are invested in. Yeah, and I uh, really quick to add to that, there was a thing that uh, I found um, where it shows uh, market cap to revenue trailing 12 month with Amazon and NVIDIA. And so you have uh, trailing 12 month revenues for NVIDIA is 45 billion. And then you have trailing 12 month for Amazon is 575 billion. But yet NVIDIA is now worth more market cap wise than not only Amazon, but I also read yesterday 
that it's uh, bigger than all of the energy companies combined, if I'm not mistaken. I think I briefly saw that, or at least like the top three biggest ones. I don't remember exactly which, if it's bigger than the Chinese. Yeah, that too, that it's bigger than the, right. It's not sustainable, not sustainable. Trading trading stock, not a buy and hold stock. Exactly. Um, So yeah, that'll kind of lead right into mine. Uh, mine was uh, super microcomputer surge, super microcomputer, uh, that stock surge today. Is it too late to buy the red hot artificial intelligence growth stock? Well, as we've just said last week, as well as here, you know, you're, you're reaching into, you know, uncharted territory. And yes, every day it could continue to click higher and higher and higher. Um, you know, it's up 12% today. It's up a total of 210% just from January 1 to right now. That's insane. That's the, you know, it's the meme stocks all over again. You know, it's all the AI, you know, it's because their, their revenue has not increased that much. So it's just so happened that you've been in it. And a lot of, you know, we talked about that most of the stocks, um, like 90% of the stocks over the last two years have done nothing. It's only the lat, you know, the seven that have really carried everything up. But the problem is you look at all the mutual funds, all the ETFs, they're, you know, any type of, of those, they're very heavily weighted in those seven stocks as well. So people haven't really noticed that the market has gone nowhere and the market is going nowhere um, because they're, their mutual funds that the advisors have them in where they have 20 different mutual funds and all those 20 mutual funds are all heavily weighted. So you're all invested in the same thing, um, have rallied a little bit too, not as much as those seven stocks because they have other investments in there, but it's, it's been very muted. And it, again, semiconductors, I saw that too. And it's actually outperformed NVIDIA. Um, yeah. you know, kind of a silent killer of NVIDIA. Some, some article I saw called it. Well, yeah, you're the ARM and uh, super microcomputer have completely outperformed NVIDIA just in the first 45 days of this year. Not to say that NVIDIA is, you know, still on a tear as well. Um, well and didn't you say, is it last week, is it NVIDIA that uses the semiconductor chips or semiconductor uses NVIDIA chips? It was, it was one of those, you know, so like they're, they're in cahoots with each other anyways. And I read yesterday, and I'm sure you saw, Patrick, that, you know, the Oracle himself, that was what they put on there. The Oracle himself, Warren Buffett, is finally starting to trim his position in Apple, of all places, Um, which makes sense. Because, hey, even for the guy that has done it best outside of Nancy Pelosi and some other uh, senators and (laughs) Congress people, (laughs) um, you know, has, you know, obviously done very well over his career. And when you see somebody like him starting to take chips off the table, you have to question yourself. You have to question what's going on. What is he seeing? You got to remember this guy controls huge sums of money that, you know, can, can move actually a market in a little bit of one direction or the other. Um, So, you know, again, that was actually my next article was to talk about that, that Berkshire, sold Apple stock. He sold 10 million shares of Apple stock. He still owns over 900 million, but he sold 10 million and bought Chevron. Um, right. And it, there was a chart that I saw. 
Yeah, it, institutional investors over the last few months have just skyrocketed for them selling. Like more institutional investors have sold than anybody else, which they say institutional investors are the smart money and it's always the smart money that gets out first and the dumb money piles in, which is kind of what we're, we're seeing right now if you really you know, think that institutional investors are always the smart money. But it, it also goes to our thesis of what we've been saying for the last year now that we're bullish on oil. So it's now, you know, Warren Buffett, we were early and now Buffett's coming in to kind of back us in to that because Chevron took off when that news came out too. I think it's up like three, 4% from when he did that. So, um, yes. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting that he's doing that. It's, it's kind of a hedge. It's a protection, a cautionary tale. Like you were saying that maybe it's time to start thinking about this type of stuff. Uh, and then to add to that too, um, I just read, cause I had mentioned this last week, um, Jeff Bezos sells more shares. I think it was another 2 billion. So a total of 4 billion in a matter of two weeks or well, the first sell was last year. And then I think this sell was another one, but still in a very short period of time frame, you're talking about the gorilla, you know, the big gorillas out there, the guys that have all of the money, um, are becoming a little leery of what's going on. So, Even Facebook, uh, Meta, you know, what Zuckerberg yes. sold a crap ton, you know, too, of yes. his own shares because they, they, they wake up and they see that, okay, this is not sustainable. This is astronomical. And now he's going to build a bunker because he knows we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, his bunker is going to be a lot nicer than ours. <laughs> It'll be in Hawaii. Yeah. Ours is going to be in the, underneath the staircase at our house. Yeah, my crawl space under my house. <laughs> right. So one of the things, just to go back really quick, that I um, I liked in this article was towards the end, um, and I'll read you the sentence so you guys can see what I'm... So at the end of this article, and for those of you that watch this and want to actually read the article, um, at the very end, there's a sentence that says, Shares have become riskier and could even be volatile, but, sh uh, but, uh, but the stars could be aligning for the company to continue crushing expectations. You're basically talking about, you know, hopes and dreams, <laughs> not actual, you know, not actual data and right. not yeah, actual. What are they crushing? Data. What, you know, they're not doing anything, you know? Right. So you mean to tell me that in 18 months that chips have suddenly rapidly changed so much that there you can have a really solid argument for why the stars are going to continue to align when, as we just pointed out, the big guys, the Oracle, Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, you name it, are selling huge swaths of their company stock. Why? Well, in past, it's told us that they see something coming that not everybody else does. And what's really disappointing is these articles, I, it drives me crazy because, you know, as so the, the, uh, as social media has really come into the picture over the last 10, 12, 15 years, it's just nothing but clickbait. And I know we've mentioned this before on previous shows of just how this clickbait can really drive somebody to go and, oh, hey, maybe there is still room to buy, you know, super microcomputer. Maybe there still is room to buy NVIDIA. 
yeah, you could be right. And to Patrick's point or kind of what we talked about, if you're day trading it or you're trading it on a, on a you know, short term basis, but for the long haul, you're going to get taken out to the woodshed big time. Um, so anyways, that was kind of the, kind of the, the icing on top of the cake. Sorry. That's SPAC's got annihilated, you know, SPAC was the craze, what, three years ago, you know, and before COVID four years ago and, and they all got taken out, you know, and SPACs was nothing new. They, they made it seem like SPAC was this new greatest thing. SPACs had been around for, you know, 50 years. 30 years, something like that, you know, and, and it was nothing new. It was just a new term they put on it, you know, and they got it all annihilated. Well, and it was also too, when you started to hear about, you know, when the whole Bitcoin craze was going, if, you know, hey, what, three, four years ago, two, three years ago, when it was, you know, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, we need a, you know, NFT or we need to have some sort of involvement in the crypto space and, you know, decentralized finance or, uh, you know, blockchain technology. It was the blockchain technology is what everybody was coming out with. It was like, oh, you know, we have our new blockchain technology that's going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it just started to drive the prices or the stock prices of some of these stocks, you know, somewhat through the roof. And what happened right after that, yeah. <laughs> they came back to uh, reality in a very quick period of time. Yeah. Um, so that was that. That was kind of my article on this one. Yeah. Did you have another one? Uh, yes. Do you want me to go ahead and get? <laughs> okay. So this goes back to part of what I think what I talked about last week when it came to electric vehicles. So this one was uh, about a company called ChargePoint. Um, so it says ChargePoint is jumping today, but still down 95% from its high. <clears throat> is it a time to buy the stock? <laughs> well, if you watch or listen to what I had mentioned last week, and I know I had talked a little bit about it in some of our previous videos, yes, it's down 95%, but that doesn't mean now is the time to start buying. And, you know, if you go and you actually look at the problems that the charging stations and just electric vehicles are having in general. And again, I'm excluding Tesla out of this because Tesla's slightly different than the others. Um, you know, you had Ford, you had uh, GM come out and basically cut their entire, you know, R&D when it comes to um, electric vehicles, the production of electric vehicles, they cut them almost in half, if not more. Why? Because people aren't buying them. People, when you go to charge them up at a charge point charging station, half of them don't even work. Well, so, that's, did, did the article even talk about that and talk about why the stock is down 95%? Like, Obviously, the stock is down for a reason, and it's probably, if you look at their earnings, what's going on, the underlying thing, it's not just, just because the stock is down 95% means, okay, it's time to buy now. No, they probably have some underlying problems that they need to work through before it's a good time to even think about buying. Right. And on top of all of that, the infrastructure is just not there yet. I mean, with the current been. infrastructure... 50% of the charging stations work. So that means the other 50 don't work out of the thousands that are across the country. So still the infrastructure isn't there. 
And that's well, just a shame. I mean, because you, you bought this car with a hope and dream that it's the next best thing and you're going to save the planet and all these other things. Well, now you can't even go charge it. And if you live in California, they tell you to buy all of these things. But then when summer rolls around and we have heat waves, they tell you, you can't use your electricity. So what is it? <laughs> what do you choose? You choose gas that's at $5 a gallon or you choose a, an electric vehicle that you can't charge. So which one do you go with? <laughs> and you say you've taken Tesla out of this, but Tesla doesn't have the infrastructure either. Like, yeah, sure, their charging stations work, but there's always a line at the Tesla charging station. So Absolutely. if you don't have a home charging kit or you don't charge your car at home, good luck even with Tesla. Like you're, you're just setting yourself up for a headache for dealing that because the infrastructure is not there either. I would, I would encourage everybody to read any of these articles that we mentioned to you guys because it's, you know, you'll start to realize the trends of what we're trying to talk about. All right. Well, thank you for everybody for tuning in. I think that covers it for this week. And we'll see you again next week.